Hello Australia, Lachlan here, and welcome to 2023, the year where you will find clarity and realize the power within you to achieve your goals. We're on a break right now, putting our toes in the sand at the beach, training up new staff here at Waymaker, and getting ready for a great year ahead of us, including a great season two of the podcast starting in February. If you haven't caught up with season one yet, check out our previous episode 30, where we summarize the best lessons of the year. So today you're listening to a bonus episode, so it's just me today, and we're talking about goal setting, something I love and geek out on. So as we start this new year, a lot of us will make New Year's resolutions. Maybe yours is to read a dozen books or to get healthy again with a diet, to run a marathon or start a business, finally travel again, uh, or to get into a new hobby. While we have great intentions and energy when we set out our New Year's resolutions, the reality is that most of us won't actually follow through with them. Research by the University of Scranton found that a quarter of people abandon their resolutions within just a week. Fewer than half will be still on track by Easter. And ultimately, only 8% of people will be successful. 8%. Okay, that's not surprising. We know that New Year's resolutions are far-fetched and often don't work. But what does work is effective goal setting. Goals are different from resolutions. They're specific. They're measurable, and they're written down, not just ideas floating around in your head. But most people struggle to set clear goals and achieve them, and I think that's because they don't have a framework to guide them. So today, I'm going to run you through an effective framework to design your goals. I've used this framework for the past seven years. It's called the Smarter Goals Framework by Michael Hyatt, and it's a tweak off the original Smart Goals Framework, which you may be more familiar with. I'll add a link to Michael Hyatt, his company Full Focus, in the show notes, including a recent podcast episode by Michael on the common mistakes we make when setting goals and the power of mimetic desire with Luke R. Burgess, the author of a new bestseller book called Wanting. Not affiliated, just a fan, I've been a longtime customer of Michael's Full Focus Daily Planner. So the link is in the show notes, but moving on, let's run through the seven steps of the Smarter Goal System to help you as you write out your goals for the year ahead. Okay, the first step is the letter S, smarter, to write specific goals. The more focused your goal, the more you'll find yourself motivated to accomplish it. If a goal is too vague, it can be hard to know where to even start. For example, uh, I want to build wealth or I want to start investing. I, I hear that a lot. Now, that's a great goal, but it's not specific. In fact, it's quite ambiguous. Uh, how much income do you need? Uh, what does wealth mean to you? That's, that's a big question. It means a lot of things to a lot of different people. What will you invest in and how long? A lot of question marks here, as you can see. So we've got to get specific with our goal. The second is M for measurable. Your goals should be measurable. As you write your goal, you need to ensure that you have these built-in markers for what it would actually mean to achieve it. You should be able to break down the goal into specific milestones along the way in order to track your progress. 
So I hear this a lot with people who say they want to eliminate debt. So another year will pass and they still have the debt, sometimes more of it. The reality is if we're not measuring our goal and our progress towards it, we're more likely to give up, especially when we don't feel like we're winning. Sometimes we are winning, but we just don't know that we are because we're not actually tracking and seeing our progress. So in the example of the debt, if you write down the actual number of the debt and you set a time frame, you'll have a measurable timeline with marker points to reach and celebrate your progress along the way. Okay, the third is A, and that stands for actionable. Action is what matters. We've got to get momentum. So here, we can actually use action verbs to help ensure that your goals define what it is you're going to do. So instead of saying, I will invest, say, I will transfer $500 per month, let's say, into this investment. Now, PS, that's not advice, just a generic example. But you see what I'm saying here. Our words are powerful and using actionable language will help you take action. Go figure. So instead of, you know, I I will be fit and uh, run a marathon, um, make it, I will run 30 minutes three times a week with my spouse or maybe my dog. And I will enroll in this marathon at this date. Your language literally spells out the next action step. Here's another tip. Make your actions small and make them daily. In other words, focus on forming consistent habits. We take this belief at Waymaker that small, consistent daily actions over time lead to remarkable compounding results. For example, just by having a cash flow system that you can implement daily via an app, a banking app, uh, that makes you more mindful of how you're spending and allocating your money each day. Something as simple as that, maybe you just spend a couple of minutes each day looking at the app, uh, moving money around, talking about it with your spouse, over a lifetime can literally change your finances. It can change your whole life and your lifestyle. So focus on small daily actions. Okay, fourth letter is R, and that stands for risky goals because risky is better than playing it safe. Now, I challenge you to make your goals ones that will stretch you and challenge you. That's what I mean by risky. If you set goals that you know you can achieve with little effort, you aren't forcing yourself to rise to a challenge. And there's something that just comes alive in us when we set goals in our discomfort zone, but not our delusion zone. There's, there's a difference. If we go too far out from our discomfort zone, we actually end up in what's called the delusion zone. And that's kind of where we get out of reality. Uh, and that can set us on a path to real and dangerous risk. So there is a balance. We, we should break our limiting beliefs to get us beyond our comfort zone, but we also need to honestly evaluate our goals, maybe with wise counsel, to ensure that they are still realistic and not too risky. For example, we see people a lot in trying to rush their wealth building journey, and that's when they end up taking too much risk and they find themselves in trouble. Okay, fifth is T, and that stands for time-bound. The most successful goals are those that have a sense of urgency. We need to time key our goals with either a deadline, a frequency, or some kind of time trigger. For example, say you want to buy a home in 12 months' time. That's a great goal. Okay, so you've got 12 monthly saving targets to reach that to build your deposit and be ready to buy that home. And you might be working with one of our Waymake advocates and mortgage brokers to actually keep you focused at a regular time, a frequency, 
keep your focus on that goal and work through it to achieve it. So you've got a deadline, you've got a frequency, and you've got time triggers. But if you don't set that time limit, your goals are more likely to drag out and you, you might actually miss some really great opportunities along the way. So a healthy dose of urgency is great when setting goals because time and life is always moving forward and we want to engage life. We don't want to spectate it. So setting those time bounds puts a sense of urgency into our goals and helps us take action. Okay, the sixth step is to create exciting goals. E is for exciting. An exciting goal is, is really one that connects with your internal motivation and inspires you. This is really important because if your goal isn't compelling to you personally, then it will be very difficult to stick with it when obstacles come up. And obstacles will come up, I guarantee it. It's also a good step to discern if the goals that we're setting are actually our goals or if they're maybe just goals that we set because perhaps we're mimicking someone else. Okay, the last step is R, and that stands for relevant. Okay, this is like another gut check, similar to setting exciting goals. We want to review our goals as we write them and ensure that they're relevant to the time and the season of your life. So we want to take into account your life and your circumstances, as well as your values. Because what you hope to achieve this year, it has to be balanced within the reality of those circumstances. Uh, for example, say you're, say you're a student on a part-time income. You might not be able to buy a home right away. That might not be a goal for this year. But you could set a goal to avoid debt and start investing so that when you step into that full-time job, you've already started and accelerated, in fact, your way towards that goal of buying a home in the next season. So keep that in mind. Relevancy with your goals in the season of life that you're in. Okay, let's run through the seven again. We have S for specific, M for measurable, A for actionable, R for risky, T for time bound, E for exciting, and R for relevant. Seven steps for setting effective goals that you can achieve. I believe that this year you can accomplish more than you ever thought possible. And it starts with writing down clear, smarter goals. From the team at Waymaker, we hope that 2023 is your best year ever. To learn more about Waymaker, head to waymakerfinance.com.au. This podcast offers educational content only. It is not financial advice. Oh, 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 oh,